Like, okay, so one lie that I learned that I believe my whole life that I'm um it's not probably not always a lie in their eyes, but a lie to me is and you probably heard people say this before, is your parents have never lied to you. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Oh, <laughs> Fact that you first learned those are the first people to actually lie to you. Yeah. So and I think a second one is I lie to my kids all the time. I think a second one. I, I think a second one I really learned is yeah, me too. I lied. I'll be lying. Too. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I got you. Just hold on. Two tomorrow, minutes, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Right. So um, <laughs> yeah, what you call, it? Daddy? I won't go to trampoline park tomorrow. Later. I got you. Later. You never forget. When you, you finish it, when you finish your dinner, I will bring you. At trampoline park right in the room. Go your ass up there. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Then another, another one I um took me a long time to is Christianity. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. to me in my in my eyes, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Be, the 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 perspective of Christianity that they put upon us. You know what okay. I'm saying? And I say that because um I really say that because it's like I don't really believe like there's just somebody up there watching me. You know what I'm saying? Like he loved me, but he always watched me. He always got me. I said, I sound like my dad. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's why they call him the father, I guess. Right, I guess, right. But, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That's what you call, but no, um, that's really one of the crazy lies that I learned because it's like, a, it's like the more I'm starting to, I'm starting to learn a lot about, um, I probably don't have the proper word of it, but, um, but Muslim. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like religion. A, a Muslim religion. A lot, a lot. That the more I hear about that, the more I believe a lot of that stuff makes sense. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It makes more sense than Christianity, mm-hmm. because you expect me to believe that somebody just died up on a cross for me. You know what I'm saying? For all of us. But anyway, shout out to everybody that's going out there and welcome to Weed and Whiskey Podcast, the best podcast that's motherfucking out there. If you don't know, now you know. Uh-huh. Weed and Whiskey, let's Tired get it. of telling y'all niggas, one of the best podcasts coming out from CT, and yeah. we here are great personalities, which means we only gravitate other great personalities here, which means whenever we come on and you hear us, we have another great personality in the building, and we have to take the time to introduce somebody who's been in the CT music game for a very, very long time right now, but take a slight hiatus but he's here to let y'all motherfuckers know he's back mm-hmm. yeah. and y'all gonna know who the fuck he is if y'all don't already because he got something to say uh-huh. he got something to prove that's right it might, might it might not be to you but it's just for to him he just wanted to remind himself that i can still do better than what everybody expect from me absolutely and we always respect that. And we want to use this platform to just highlight him. And just to let y'all know is when he reached the next plateau in his life, we can tell you Weed and Whiskey was part of his journey. Absolutely. So we want to be part of his greatness too. So it's another reason I have him on here. Matter of fact, shit, we have Ziggy the fucking great. Ziggy the great, man. On here, my nigga. Man, eight way I'm in here. Talk to me. You what hear up, that? Man? What up, bro? You know how great he is? It's in his name. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Been a long time, man. It's been a long time since I see you, man. It's been years, dog. Shit, man. How you doing? I'm all right, man. I was going through a little rough patch, but you know, I'm digging my way out of it right now. So, what was the roughest part of your? What was the roughest part of your life in in the recent years? I think the roughest part of my life was um, it's a lot of things I actually went through, but um, I, I would say the roughest part is. Not even to get too personal, but you know, I'm gonna just let it go on here. Um, right now, I could probably say it's two things: it's juggling being a parent and dealing with legal problems. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know, um, a lot of my legal problems stem from 
trying to take that extra step to do what I need to do for me and my family. But sometimes that thing right there could be that could be a downfall, you know, because as, as us as men, we got pride. We got pride issues. Like we feel like we got to make it happen no matter by any means necessary. But some of us just got that bad luck to mm. where like, you know. Do like, you feel like it's been bad luck or just bad decision making? I feel like it's kind of been a little bit of both. And I feel like the, the bad luck was kind of whatever energy is out there and whatever dimension watching me right now. They were kind of trying to let me know, like, bro, leave this shit alone. Like, Were you projecting that in your life? Yeah, I kind of was a little bit. Yeah, I started believing that, um, you know, whoever was talking to me or was trying to show me something was right because it was like everything started. Every When I go through shit, everything kind of smacked me at once. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's never no bow. Here you go. Bow. Here you go. It's mm-hmm. like everything smacks me at once every time. It's waiting. Yeah. From legal problems to just like just like just recently, one of my smacks in the face was I just learned I got two more kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm. How that happened? Um, I slept with a um. Do we have to go through this conversation I mean, with you a, now? It's a, well, it's well, a, it's a crazy, is, it's a crazy how story. Did you have kids and just end up finding out like the story behind it. Well, um, let's just say a long time ago, I met, I linked up with a girl who was um. I was in the beginning of the relationship. I was in at the time. You know, the beginnings is always, and you ain't solid. Yeah. Yet. Mm-hmm. So you double so, diving, y'all do your thing outside. Yeah, I, and, and it's and it's bad because it might sound bad to y'all and to y'all, but um, you know, you know how we as men get sometimes. And this is somebody I met on just a quick. We was drunk. We linked up. We saw each other. You look good. I look good. What we doing? Mm. You know what I'm saying? We ain't even know each other's name. One night stand we, type shit. Yeah, not. Nah, it was a few night stands. I ain't even. And still don't know each other's name. Still ain't know each other's name. We That's just, just a good time. We just knew the first. <laughs> we, we just knew the first time hey, we saw man, each other. It happens. Bro. That's a good time right there. We just knew the first time we saw each other. You look good. I look good. What's up? And after that, like, yeah, this shit good. I'm coming back. You know, that's really. And then, um, then the person disappeared. And then when they came back, I ain't even come. I ain't get no introduction, no nothing. I just opened my inbox and seen a little boy with my face. I said, whoa. Oh, shit. Nigga look just me? like you? Yeah. I'm like, whoa. You feel me? I'm like, is this me? Nah, this ain't me. <laughs> I'm like, this ain't me. This picture too new. So when I finally, I, I scrolled down in the message even deeper, I see a little girl. I'm like. Oh, now nah, I'm gonna know if I gave somebody two twins? kids. Yeah, twins, a boy and a girl. I got three kids actually. I got, and it comes to find out that my youngest, I thought she was my only one for the longest time. Oh, and, shit. And um, it come to find out my twins is four months older than my daughter. Damn. So, um, yeah, so I got three three year olds right now. If you don't mind me asking, because you said at the beginning of your relationship is when you was having your fun with Shorty, is, did you kind of get the girl you was dealing with at that time and Shorty was dealing with pregnant at the same time? Or roughly around the you, same you time. Can say that well, yeah, because, yeah, because what gave birth? I, I I got um I got arrested in about September 2019. One gave birth right after that in October, and the other one gave birth February. Oh shit! So yeah, and I was out, and the, the bad thing about it was, and people think I'm crazy when I say this, but I felt like I need one more kid because. I ain't get to feel like I was incarcerated for all my kids. I was incarcerated. You never seen for, any of them born. I, I never, I never got that family feeling, seeing them grow, laying with them pregnant. Like, so you want that start over? Yeah, regardless, I want, I want that whole kit and caboodle. Like, regardless, you know congratulations. I appreciate you. Thank congratulations, you. Congratulations. Thank you. Bro, you got twins. Congratulations on that. Do you? To me, having twins is one of the luckiest things that can ever happen to somebody. Like, I like. You they got an automatic best friend. Like facts, and they just are always in sync, and I just feel like. Having twins is just luck on your side because not everybody have twins into their family. Like, it's like an anomaly type of thing. 
So when that anomaly hits you, I feel like blessings is around you more than expected. One thing I could say is I didn't learn because that's my second time getting a girl pregnant with twins. You know what I'm saying? I said twice. You know what I'm saying? Then I learned that. You I got, got that in your blood. I got, twins. Yeah. I got twins on both sides of my family. Oh, yeah. So it's, strong, it's stronger so, on your side. Yeah. I got twins on both sides of my family. Because I want twins. I love fucking twins. And you have the boy and the girl, though? Yeah. I can't wait. Like, I ain't going to hold you. It's two things I'm excited about that. I got two girls that's the same age. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that's two, pro- that's two prom dresses Facts. I got to buy. You Facts. know what I'm saying? More expensive. Yeah. And then I got a son. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got somebody to really. Football, basketball, Man, all got, of that. I could buy action figures. And not look stupid about it this time. Nah, <laughs> well, I go to the I go to the Wal- I go to Walmart shit. I be looking at toys and shit for my son. What, bro? I don't give a fuck. I be like, nigga, listen. I tell my son. When I be here. I'm gonna tell him because I haven't met him yet. They still with the foster care system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm fighting for him right now, which is why right. I kind of fell back, took that hiatus. You know, I've been working a little bit, so uh, just to you know show these people that I I care. You know what I'm saying? My right. fucking kids. Yeah. So um, now when I tell my when I meet my son, I'm gonna let him know. Like, listen, nigga. These toys, these toys right here is for me. They gonna think they for you. You know what I'm saying? But you don't know how long I wanted that John Cena action figure. You know what I'm saying? That Booker T and Bobby Lashley. So you're just right reliving here. your childhood I through think, him oh, a little bit, man. That's, to me, I think that's one. I think that's one beautiful thing about kids. You have a reason to live your childhood again. You know what Facts. I'm saying? Like. I'm talking stuff like I'm going to the trampoline park doing front flips, back flips. I'm going laughing a storm. I'm watching kid movies again, realizing oh damn, God, this shit bro. wasn't as funny as it was when Facts. I was five. You, you know watch what I'm Coco? Coco, I haven't heard about that. Yo, watch Coco. Coco? Watch Coco. You and your kids I love it, bro. Like it's 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 a good family movie. I recommend it to everybody. So watch Coco. Alright, so what your what you talking about your family right now, you trying to reunite and just bring everything back and just one cohesive family. How is this motivating you in the music side right now and getting back out there and getting your name back out there and, and being heard again? It's motivating me on the music side because I had a, I had a talk with, shout out my guy Steve Chenan on Facebook. Shout out um, to Steve. I'm one of the producer, dopest um, producers um, out here. You know, one thing about me is I like talking because everybody's perspective kinds of, it kind of puts a building block on my brain. Like, I take different stuff from everybody and sometimes it takes for how somebody to say it for me to get to me. You feel me? It's not what they say, it's how they say it. So he says some shit like, um, because as y'all know, I got a little brother named Maze. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and he Maze do his battle rap. Maze do his battle rap. Then you know what I'm saying? He rap. You know what I'm saying? And he lets me know for a long time. I inspire him to do this. And the thing about it is, one thing I try to teach my siblings. I try to eventually, like, like for example, I'm trying to get him his own studio right now. You know what I'm saying? Like his own little setup. So he feel like so he won't have to feel like he, he more need control me of his artist. Yeah. But one thing Steve put in my mind is he said, um. He said, what you don't understand, man, is a lot of people really need you, bro. He said, it might feel like a weight on your shoulders, but he said, you don't realize people need you more than you think. You got to focus because, look, you got kids in the system that need you to get them out. You know what I'm saying? You got a little brother who goes off your momentum when you drop music and you drop stuff. And, like, right now, like, you're probably the only person in your family that's really as uh, prominent as you are right now. So it's like, I feel like right now, if I don't make it out musically with my family... And I feel like we did. I've been through a lot. I've been through some shit, man. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like, man, I, I, I've i been through too much not to take my family to that extra level. Living regular ain't really what I'm looking for. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's that's what motivates me. Like, and one thing about me, I say that too because of my music. If you listen to my music more, right? I'm not a, like a lot of niggas where I rap that shoot them up. Bang, bang, kick your door in, all that type. I rap like that sometimes because it's part of my street shit. You know what I'm saying? Because I've been through that. But I'm more of a person. I'll tell you what I've been through because I want you to get to know me. 
And that's one thing I tell a lot of niggas who's listening, that when you do music, man, the most interesting story is you. Because it's you. Nobody's you. You're different. You know what I'm saying? Whether you went to college or grew up in a suburb or the streets. Some people don't want to hear about the streets all the time. You know what I'm saying? So I know I know I don't. Yeah, yeah so I'm like, not in I the streets. I'm not in the streets. So why do I? Yeah. Like I get it. Your local CNA and your and your, your local nurse like to listen to drug dealing music on their way to work just to pretend they're living that lifestyle. But I don't want to pretend I'm living that yeah. lifestyle. No matter what, to be honest with you, like I like hype music, and I feel like you can make that type of music without it having to be street related. One thing I say about it is, man, growing up in the streets and looking up to these niggas that was in the streets. The jewelry and the, the the hundred bitches they fucking and the money that they spending, it's all a mask. You know what I'm saying? Facts. It's all a mask and it's all a it's an armor because you know what I'm saying? Because what they don't show you behind that mask and that armor is the scars, the felonies, the shit, the, the shit, emotional the shit sh- that they're dealing with, the shit that live the with questions you, questions that they ask themselves every single fucking day, and if they even should be in the streets yeah. or not. So it's like, and and it, even me being 26, like I'm in that contradiction where it's like, mind you, I'm only 26, I'm still kind of young. Yeah. So it's like, I'll be sometimes worried about that image to where, damn, I want to focus on what I got to focus on, but now you got to think we in an era right now where. Where your gangster rap sheet is probably probably a big part of your resume now and musically, you know what I'm saying? Especially yeah. when you come from the generation I come from. So it's like, damn, do I still want to play heavy in the streets and let motherfuckers know like I still got it, or do I want to focus? But does that matter now? Knowing I got three kids, no, I've never thought I would be in a position to where I have to save my kids out the system. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. So it's to a point now, don't get me wrong, I got my mom, shout out my mom, she a big support system, you know, but it's to a point right now where it's, we, I'm, like I said, I'm talking my shit on here, so we're going to get a little personal, but my kids don't really got their mom, you know what I'm saying? Their mom is not obviously fit to be a mom if she's in foster care, so if they in foster care, they've been there for over a year, almost two years, so I, I'm in my head to a point right now where it's like, what the hell would I have wanted? If I was going through this with my mom, you know what I'm saying? I would want to know, man, listen, no matter what, even if daddy failed, even if he couldn't get us how he wanted to get us, he tried. You know what I'm saying? Because don't you know, most of us, we know we got our fathers who ain't tried. And we still find our way back to them niggas. You know what I'm saying? So just for my kids to even grow up and God forbid something happened to me today, they going to know, man, damn. You was working hard daddy just to tried. make sure you can be in their lives. You know what I'm saying? Like, daddy tried. Like, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, like me, like... Not even a BTMI. I go to count. I go to counseling. I done picked up a little job. You know what I'm saying? I fell back from the streets a little bit because one thing I noticed about the streets, right? For the youngest that's listening to me and look up to me, which I don't understand is I've been shot. You know what I'm saying? I done been through everything a street nigga you think I've been through. I done been shot. I done been to prison. You know what I'm saying? I done got into shit with niggas. Niggas got into shit with me, and I'm grateful to still be able to be 26 and be like young enough to. Focus on my shit and basically start over, but old enough to let these niggas know, like, it ain't really, it ain't really what it is. Now, don't get me wrong. If you got to stand on business, stand on your business. You're a man at the end of the day, but don't do it for the streets. Once you make your bed, you got to lay in it. Yeah. Have you seen, um, like, people who have that reputation on the street and when they get to prison, they it's, it's a whole other story? There's so many niggas, man. Listen. Just in one prison alone, uh, I was in I was in I was in a high security prison for for a little bit called um, McDougal Walker. I don't know if y'all heard of that. Yeah, I heard of that. McDougal Walker. We have the highest populated prison in New England. Mm-hmm. 
And for and just in Connecticut alone, nigga, we got the most prisons. We got 15 prisons in Connecticut, bro. You there during COVID? It's two down the street from my job. Yeah, huh? You there during, during COVID? Absolutely. That's How the was thing. that experience during that, COVID, that, being in one of the most populated prisons in, in, United, in Connecticut? That shit was hard because it was like now... You already you already confined to you already come my for me like most of my most of my prison sentence I was in a cell by myself, you know what I'm saying? So so you was had that luxury you had a yeah. luxury in a sense. It was a luxury, but it was also a, um it also sucked because it was like damn nigga I was so bored in the cell by myself I started I I started playing eights by myself. I'm putting four different cards in front of me. <laughs> I'm, put, I'm putting four different decks of hands in front of me, looking at playing. Uh, going to the other hand, um, so it was like it was hard because, like I said, sometimes I need somebody to talk to. Like I'm one of them niggas where sometimes I need somebody to talk to because I don't always make the best decision, and I know that. You know what I'm saying? And now that I have somebody who's gonna be, I got nieces and nephews and shit like that. I got all that with the Kate and Kabuto, but I have a son. You know what I'm saying? My daughters, they already like. One thing I'm gonna teach my daughters is like. Look opposite my way. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever you've seen or heard about your dad, look the opposite way. But my son, I got somebody who, who's eventually going to one day, like, then be like, damn, I want to be like my dad. How I was yep. at one point in my life. You know what I'm saying? He's going to be like, my dad was tough. Yeah, my, my dad, dad was. My dad got shot and he was able yeah. to live. Like, he was like, my dad's a street nigga. And that's the thing. And that's one thing I fell victim to as a younger too. I heard about all these niggas that got shot, all these niggas that haven't been to jail. And in your head, like, that's cool. cool. Yeah, when you see these niggas make it out of it, you like, yeah, that shit cool. No you know way. what I'm saying? Like, There's I can't niggas wait. that don't make it out of that. I remember, I remember being young, like, lying to girls just to get impressed. Like, Facts. I've been shot, shit like that. Facts. Like, but. And now that you actually well, been shot, and it's like, I wouldn't even, why not even lie about that you don't mind me asking, shit? what did it actually feel like? Yo, I, think about it. I've been waiting for somebody to ask that question. Because I listen, it's a different experience for everybody, you know what, mm. what I'm saying? Because some get shot more than others. I got shot and. One second, brother. See, he got my live reconnecting. Um, but um, it actually felt like the the best the best explanation I give somebody is I feel like somebody I feel like somebody threw a bomb in my mouth and went boof, mm. and that's actually what it did because when I got hit, you know, when did you get shot? I got you said when did I get Where? shot? I got shot uh right here in my stomach. Well, I consider my stomach is that scar through, right there, but right this big one Sorry, right here. Okay. I got shot in my side, you know. So it kind of felt like at first, like when I first got hit, it was like a. The first thing I asked myself was like, "Did I just get shot? This shit happening right now?" So it felt like a in my body, and from mind you, one it hit my spine. Mm. So off rip my body went into shock on its own so i got stuck i couldn't move i had my own situation in my hand and i, I got stuck like i was in a deadlock and then the thing about it is i slowly fell to the floor and sat there and i'm looking at myself like damn i'm about, I'm about to die like i said like i said i'm gonna I'm mix it with the christianity because the favorite the, my, the favorite thing people like to tell me is man that was god god had your back god got you you know what i'm saying no that was me I wasn't letting myself die. You know what I'm saying? If if I do die, man, I'm going to try my best not to. Mm -hmm. So when I got hit, um, I was just really sitting there like, I started I started thinking back on all the movies and shows I don't watch. I'm like, breathe, nigga. Keep your head up. You feel me? So, but the most, I think the most traumatic thing about that situation was, um, it was me sitting there like, damn, am I about to die? Like, I got hit in my stomach. So I'm thinking like, damn, I'm about to die. 
But eventually, like, I put that word in myself, like, nigga, you ain't going nowhere, bro. Like, they call me crazy. You know what I'm saying? You have to but, be strong for yourself, nigga. Yeah. So call me crazy. But the first thing I'm thinking in my head is, damn, I, ain't, I can't die. I ain't finished my album yet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, that's me. That's me. Like, I'm so passionate about this shit. I'm in my head like, yo, I ain't finished my album yet. Like, I ain't toured the world yet. I ain't traveled the world. No, nigga, you ain't going right now. My purpose now, has nigga. not been fulfilled. Yeah, not at all, bro. And I'm one of them people where when you die, man, in one of my songs is called No Options. And on the hook, that one of my that hook is one of my favorite things I said. I said, because when you die, life go on. It ain't no stopping. You feel me? And if that's the thing about it. I've watched. I don't know if you've seen how many of the niggas done died in the past year or yeah. two. From 2020 to now. You know what I'm saying? You got over a million people that died that from even a hit sickness, 21, They even hit 25. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got niggas younger than me dying from COVID. You know Facts. what I'm saying? Getting shot. Like, car accidents. Like, boom. If you see the scar on my face, I got in a bad car accident with my brother one time. My car flipped off, literally flew off the highway and landed on his face. And I woke up to my face in the windshield. Mm. So, um, as you can see, I, I got cut inside my eyelid. You can see my scar right here. I woke up. With my head in the windshield, and to me, I—that's I, why I always ask myself, like, cause it do make me wonder sometimes, like, yo, who the hell is watching me like this? You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I'm watching niggas die in car accidents, niggas getting shot, dying. I done been through both. You know what I'm saying? And I'm talking like car flipped off the highway, head in the windshield, no seatbelt. So I'm thinking, I'm surprised I ain't break my neck, I ain't break my chest. You know what I'm saying? And this is people I don't talk to stuff to people about because. I don't want to seem like I'm too on my high horse, but when you go through shit like that and you That's make it out, nigga, gives you a bigger meaning. Give a lot gotta, of shit mean more I was, meaning. I was gonna say you got to talk about shit like that because some people don't know. That's why I like to say. That's why I like to listen, talk, listen to everybody speak because everybody got a story, and no matter what, so you got to tell your story. You got to believe in your story because your story is you are here for a reason. Yeah. So that's why then I I started asking myself like, yo, what the fuck? Like, I remember the first time I got shot. Uh, I didn't find out I was having my youngest daughter until I got shot because me and her mom was going through things at the time, you know, contradictions and, you know, the attention that comes with getting shot. And um, for some odd reason, when we broke up, you know, she decided to get a pregnancy test the next day and she came back with, a, with, a, with an ultrasound like, here you go, surprise. <laughs> surprise. I'm like, wow. So in my head, I'm like, damn, man, that's why God ain't letting me go no way because... He know y'all need me and I need y'all. Then c to come down the line and find out I got two extra kids that's in the system right now. I was like, wow. Like, it started, made me re started, started making me realize, man, my understanding a little bit more because I hear, I've always heard a lot of people say before I had kids, um, damn, I do it for my kids or I live for my kids. And as, as a parent at that time, I didn't really understand that. It's like a... Don't you live for yourself? You know what I'm saying? But when I had kids and I realized how much kids really need you to be there, especially dads. One thing somebody told me the other day, man, he said, man, I don't care what nobody say, the most important parent is a dad. You know why? Because kids will do a lot of shit with their mom, they won't do with their dad, even if you ain't present like that. Especially me, I got two little girls. So it's like, I need to show my little girls that, man, listen, y'all don't need that love from... Eventually, y'all gonna find y'all love. You gotta you know be the saying? first man to show up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm always there. Like, from like even, like, from the second I found out I had kids in the system, nigga, I ain't playing no games. I call every... When I found out what state they was in, I call every system. I call every... Where the group homes, all that. 
And once I found it, once I found them, then I ain't let up since. That's respect right that, there. Yeah, I was about to say that's beautiful right there. That's the respect right there. Does the, all right? So with everything you're going through right now, does it take away from the music? I can't lie. Yeah, it does because um, one thing people don't understand is like I told y'all before. I'm somebody that writes based off what I'm going through. You know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong. I could, I could sit together. If somebody called me and said, let's go to the stool right now, I can put some shit together. With me, I'm a content-based rapper. You know what I'm saying? I like to have content. Mm-hmm. So when I start going through, the, like as far as like, boom, prison, people probably think I went to jail. I wrote a lot of songs, but I ain't write as many songs as everybody think because I'm confined to the same shit every day. I'm waking up, going to child. Ain't no inspiration. There's no inspiration. There's nothing I could do in here. So, it's like, uh, I have to go through stuff in life in order to write. So, it's like, when I wasn't really going through a lot, or when I finally expressed what I've been through probably about four different times, it's like, all right, I got to fall back right now. But then I'm also somebody who has so much shit to talk about, I don't know where to start. So, when you got out of jail, how long did it take you to actually go to the studio for the first time? It took about... It took about a good month because um, what happened is two weeks after I got in car, two weeks after I got released, my little brother passed away. You know what I'm saying? So um, that right there was like a smack, slap in the face. How could the fuck can I focus on rapping when I just lost my little brother? Somebody I've known my whole life, shared a bed in the bathtub with. And the first song I actually dropped when I was released from prison was about him, which is one of one of my top play songs today. It's called Eight Way. Mm. So um, yeah. So it, it took a while because people don't understand, like, you adjusting to life again. Like, you really forget what it feel like to be outside when you in there for a long time. I remember when they let the gates up, and I'm watching the gates go up. I'm in New York at the time. I'm in the feds. So um, I'm looking everywhere like, damn, this is how cars look. This is how buildings look. You know what I'm saying? Like, you only get to look them little bit of times when you go into court. Or yeah, the few times you get out your yeah your, your, your imprisonment. Or you probably look out the window or something. But I'm like, damn, that's what it feel like. That's what the sidewalk. No feel chains. Like. Yeah, I, I have the free. I can run. I can walk at my yeah. own pace. You I'm, know, I'm hugging. The first thing I got. First thing I did when I got, I got some ass. Yeah, <laughs> like, like she's right. Yeah, As what? you should. As you should. As right? you fucking should. So when I got out, the first thing I did, I got some ass. I'm like two years away from this. I'm like, man, I right. listen. You start because when you would when you going for that long. You start looking at nigga lipstick models on TVs. <laughs> on TV, start everything the fucking. Everything was turning you on. about a woman is just like you look. You looking at a bitch ankles like damn, my ankles little. <laughs> There's some sexy ankles right there. Yo. Go back to the 1700s when bitches had dresses on. Niggas in there going crazy over bitches. Over bitches with a tight dress on. You'll literally hear niggas like, "Hey Zach, you see that bitch on Channel 30 with the dress?" <laughs> I got to get up and change the channel to channel 30. You know what I'm saying? Can't miss the ass. Yeah, I'm like, damn. You might not get an opportunity to see ass like that again. And one of my luxuries was, um, like I said, my mom know a lot of people. My mom, my mom little street run. My mom street run when she was younger. Mm-hmm. Made a lot of leeways for me as I got older because I knew a lot of COs in the system. I knew a lot of people that was in the system. So one of my luxuries was I got the remote one time. So when I see something I like, pause. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Be that right there. We cover this window real fast. You know what I'm <laughs> what was it? 
Listen, in jail, you been going for a minute, and you are forced to gain a bond with niggas that you don't know. And when you in jail with men, we men, so we'll let you know, like, yo, don't come back here for like 30 minutes. I'm busy, bro. You know what I'm saying? I say this, right? I know how I am when it comes to my male friends, right? Um, are are people too comfortable with each other in jail? And by me, when I say too comfortable is, y'all niggas say each, y'all say things and do things around shit that normally would never, never do, do around our, exactly. Yeah. Like, do you feel like, the, like eventually the bonds in prison, you, you become too comfortable because of your circumstances? You gotta think, it's like, it's two aspects of that because at one point, you are thrown in a cell with somebody you've never seen a day in your life. I don't know you. I don't know what you, I probably don't even know what you in here for unless you a nigga like me. I start asking you questions like, yeah, so what you down for? You start, you go home, yo, look up this name, see what he down for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you got niggas that outside your cell who you see every day. You see these niggas all, y'all all going through this shit together. Y'all all fighting to get home. Y'all all going through it with y'all bitch. Y'all missing time out there. Like, so you're forced to, not even forced. It's like a bond. A, it's a, it's eventually, a, yeah, it's a bond, yeah. subconscious bond. Eventually, you gain a bond with these niggas because you like my brother, nigga. I Facts. sleep in the same yeah. room as you. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to have to get along. I had a couple rough experiences in jail. You know what I'm saying? But most of the time, my, my, my jail bit was smooth other, other than having a girlfriend and having a baby in jail. <laughs> Oh, you learned that while you was in jail? One of the things, because this was my first long bit, I did two years. So one of the things I could say in jail was anybody that's going, don't do it. You feel me? But if you have, so happen to go to jail, just leave her now. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not going to. It's not going to. Yeah. She already going to leave you yeah, anyway. She gonna, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like, to me, I learned. Now, I know the definition of holding me down. You know what I'm saying? To me, in my head, my first bit, bit before this was like three, four months. So... To me, I ain't really get the whole feel of it yet. Then I actually did, because it's a difference when you go to jail and you turn yourself in, you getting sent, you you you're not you're not a high risk, so they're gonna send you to a low risk. Mm -hmm. But being picked up and now you gotta sit and fight through your shit in there. I've been through a few different prisons. So um at first my definition of holding me down, I'm thinking, bitch, you can't fuck it all. You can't even <laughs> you can't even look at a nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But now I might sound crazy, but to be real with y'all. She gonna get fucked My, either way. Yo, it's not jail, realistic. Your, yeah. bitch, your bitch gonna get. Depends on how. Cause sometimes, don't get me wrong, there's some bitches who won't. It's some bitches. Nah, who, there's a few that won't. It's it, a low percentage, but there's few out there. It's some bitches who, when you in jail, they so stressed about you being in jail, they can't even think about that. Another nigga right now. But then you got. Then you got your son who gonna get fucked. And then my thing is the first. My first. I always thought, man, you can't look at a nigga. You can't talk to no nigga, no nothing. You feel me? Now, this is my thing of holding me down. Me doing another bit, you know what I'm saying? Um, if I was to so happen, get that bad luck streak again, it was to go back. The first thing in my head, if, if I'm dealing with a bitch, it, it, regardless. But holding me down means... Let you answer that phone when I call. You know, you help me be get there this for bed. me when I need you to be there yeah. for me. You help me get through this bitch. You help Fact. me. Exactly. You still do you. I don't care if you're still doing you. I'm not gonna sit there and question you. I'm not gonna sit there and question your integrity or anything in your womanhood. But it's rules to doing you though. Fact. You know what I'm saying? As you should. It's because you gotta have morals to how you carry yourself either way. If you still, if you still play, go ahead. My fault. No, no, no. If you still plan on being with me when I get up out of here, right? Depending on, I look at it as a bitch. If I'm doing 18 months or less, sit your ass still. You know what I'm saying? But I did two years. So I kind of, even like six, seven months could be a long time. You know what I'm saying? Facts. For a female. So, but the definition of holding me down is answer that phone when I call you, send me them letters. Cause letters is like, yeah, that's like, everything. That's like your Grammy award in jail. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you got mail, my yeah. nigga. <laughs> when, you, when, you, when, when, you, when a CEO screamed down that hall, 
Yo, Richardson, you got mail. Everybody like, what? What you guys say? Who wrote you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The celebrity. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and like for the first six months, like I was getting them. Like I was getting pictures. I was getting letters from females all over the place. You know what I'm saying? And um, not even like females I dealt with, just people that actually cared. Like, damn, this nigga's like, you going right Facts. now. You know what I'm saying? I want to be. So, I want to just be in communicate. Communicate with yeah, you. Yeah. So send me them letters. Like, make sure my books is straight. If you don't want me depending on no other bitch. Facts. Now, I'm in jail, so I'm very dependent I have to right depend now. Depend on somebody. Yeah, so make sure them books is straight. If you plan on being with me and whatever nigga you dealing with, if you should so happen to be fucking somebody, ain't no falling in love, ain't no nah, getting pregnant. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, let that nigga know from the jump. Like, even though that's unrealistic as fuck, let a nigga know from the jump. Like, man, listen, my nigga in jail. Like, you know, we could be friends. I could, we could fuck around. You know what I'm saying? But, but when that nigga come out, when my man come home, like, you gotta step to the side. You this is gotta right. be gone. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> you gotta step to the side. So, to me, that's holding me down. Help my time fly. And my thing is, I'm a realistic nigga. Like, I don't, I don't live in a fantasy world. So my thing is, is if you do end up ending with a nigga, you got my last ninety to sixty days to pack that shit up and get that shit going. You know what I'm saying? And if you handled it the right way, you changed your number, did you... And I'm going to teach y'all something. Let's just lead to something else. You changed your number, you you cut off communication, you still want to be with me. Are you sure? I'm going to fuck like two bitches. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> you, you done did your thing. I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I got to get, get my lick back. I'm getting hey. even. Hey. But, all right, cool. We can work this out. You know what I'm saying? But that also comes with, uh, like I said, the thing I was about to say later, Um, I just lost a train of thought. I said something about, you know, letting them go. Um, okay, yeah, that comes with a, another contradiction of it. Because now you got you because now you got that worry in your head to where, damn, is this nigga going to be around without me knowing? Is this going to be her fallback every time I get is out? Is he always going to be a side yeah. thing on yeah. the side? And then um, it comes with a, um, see, I just got that second thing back and I lost it again, man. I don't even smoke right now. <laughs> I'm losing it. But, um. <laughs> Yeah, it also comes. It, it comes with that, like a damn, like do I gotta worry about this shit still? And then you, you start to lose your mind behind that shit. Being with, a, getting back with somebody when you come home from prison could be a mind damaging thing because now you're starting to wonder, are they still doing this? Like, what is the biggest adjustment coming home? The biggest adjustment is, is really, um, is getting back on your feet. Because as a time, things could change in six months while you going. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was going for two years. So, and I say that humbly because this nigga's in there that's never getting out. You know what I'm saying? So the biggest thing is adjusting, getting back on your feet. Because sometimes you try to go back to that thing that got you in there in the first yeah. place. And in your head, you like, nah, I could do it better this time. Not even knowing this time away, nigga. It done got more crazier. You know what I'm saying? So it was adjusting to getting back. Getting getting finance getting financially back ready is what's hard about coming home because to me going to jail was like they're snatching you up putting you in a cage and like all right even though you a felon you probably can't get a good job and we don't want you selling drugs go out there and figure it out facts mm. you they know don't what provide saying? the resources that you need to re- mm-hmm. to get you back into the transition do it the right way don't <clears throat> don't we on your ass so even though we took everything from you that helped you prosper figure this shit out the right way. You know what I'm saying? Which is why, like, I look, like, me, once I finally get to where I need to get and I get the money I need, I'm I'm into shit like that, like, helping niggas who just came home, because that shit hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's another contradiction with your shorty. It's like a, damn, 
some of your shorties will look down upon you because now you home and yeah, you, you, you got be, them, you still dependent on yeah, them. You, yeah. You you got them you got them ones where who understand what you're going through. So they're trying their best to build you up, which us as men, we fuck up a lot. We take it for Thanks. granted. But then you got your shorties <clears> who <throat> just still put the weight on you, even though I'm like, I've been home two weeks. Like how you expect me to do anything? Yeah, yeah. like let I me mean, enjoy being home yeah. a little bit at least. At least well, not just, even. it's hard enough. Planted. It's hard enough doing this shit. Regardless, you're going to give me two weeks and now you on my ass about some yeah, shit. Yeah, so, and I think one of the hardest things for me coming home was adjusting to fatherhood because um, I came home to a kid, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. A whole one year old kid. So, who who had to know, who had to get to know me through a, a, a collect call? Through a screen. Let me through a glass, you know what I'm saying? So, and that was one of the hardest things for me ever, like seeing my kid for the first time through a glass because she didn't even know who she was looking at at first until I, I got her a nickname I called her. And once I said the nickname on the phone through the glass, that's when she kind of looked at me and stared at me for like a good test. She's eight months old at the time. She's staring at me like, Oh, so that's you that be saying that, huh? Let me take this in. Mm. So that's one of the hardest things about coming home from jail, man. It's like sometimes, like I said, I had a kid in prison. Me and my, me and the girl, my girlfriend at the time was going through things in prison. People died, you know what I'm saying? So it's adjust, it's adjusting to shit you've never had to deal with before when you come out. I seen um, you said you checked yourself into a halfway house the other day. Yeah, um. I actually been in a halfway house for 90 days um, because um, when I came home, I had some uh, I made some bad decisions. And um, but the, the thing about my bad decisions is it's always outweighed by good things I got going on. Mm -hmm. So because the, the federal judge seen that I actually had good things going on in my life, I'm fighting for my kids. I'm, you know, I'm looking for work. I'm focusing on music. I'm staying out the way as far mm -hmm. as they know. Um, <laughs> it's like, you know what? She kind of had a little leniency on me. She said, you know what? You you could either do halfway ninety days in a halfway house, or you could do ninety days in jail. You know what I'm saying? And I just told you, I told her, you know what? And a lot of the niggas, believe it or not, would rather jail, cause that halfway house is a temptation. Being freedom sometimes is a lot for some niggas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now I, I understand. understand why. I don't. I can't understand it, but I. I you say, let me help you. Let me help you with that because you gotta think when you in there for a certain amount of time, you getting fed for free. You got a place to stay. You know, you know the status quo. Everybody's everybody's giving everything to you. You just kick that. Like I said, having a time is easy when you ain't got no girl because you just kicking back right now. Like to you in your head is kind of like a. I'm just chilling right now. I'm gonna get out. So whatever. You feel me? But for a nigga like me who got shit going on in the world, people who depend on me, and people who actually look for me, it was a little bit harder because I'm thinking about the outside world. And one thing niggas had to teach me in jail was, man, when you in here, man, you got to forget about out there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because, nigga, if you see me in jail, nigga, I was, the CEOs at one point thought I was some fucking kind of boss of my area because I stayed on that phone. I had two phone pens. You get six calls a day. I was over there busting. <laughs> I, get, I got all my calls. Yeah, I got 12 calls a day. So, and it's the little shit about that that make you appreciate shit. Just being able to breathe air, you appreciate that shit. Like, Fact. being able to talk to your people when that you didn't. Because now in jail, man, one thing, one thing that caused a rough patch in my relationship in prison is what a lot of women don't understand is when you in jail, bro, you start talking to people you ain't never talked to because you just need somebody to talk to. I'm writing letters to people I ain't even give a damn about while I was on the streets. I ain't sure to no have a conversation. Just to have a conversation, yeah. just to expect something coming in. So, um, Jay would do that to you. And I remember me, um, I don't know if y'all know what seg segregation is, the box, mm -hmm. the shoe. Yeah. I did a month and a half in the shoe. Mm. So, um, that shit drove me nuts. I started hearing shit. I was gonna say, okay, so I've always I've always heard this shit from like listening to podcasts or watching like documentary. 
somebody to tell you like segregation is literally the worst thing you could do to a person. And to, you said after a month, a month and a half, a month and a half, you yeah. said you started hearing voices. I would, I would, I would probably give it like it was like after the second week I started like, cause I, I think I, I believe I got something called um, what's that thing when you sleep and you feel like something holding sleep on paralysis, you? sleep paralysis. You know what I'm saying? Like I felt like I was hearing shit, like something was holding my eyes would be up and I couldn't like stop. Like I would hear something under the bed, like stuff like that. I'm seeing shit. I'm talking to myself because. Your mind, the, the mind is a crazy thing for a human. Like you know what I'm saying. Nice. Like, your mind will start playing tricks on you. So it was to a point where I start talking to myself. Like I'm hearing ghosts and shit in my cell. Like I'm not even to sound like over dramatic. Like I'm talking back to the ghost. You know, leave me alone. Shit like that. Like I'm covering my face and shit like that because like you confined from human contact. You know what I'm saying. I unfortunately had when I was in the box. I spent out of that whole month. I probably spent. A month and a half, I probably spent two weeks of that with somebody, one, two different people, and the rest of it, I was in there by myself. To the point where CEO started feeling bad, like, damn, nigga, you've been in here for a minute. Huh, here go some extra trays. And it is the hardest place because in there, you don't got your commissary, you don't got what you got in your blocks. You're completely mm. cut off from already being cut off. So, <laughs> so the trick I teach everybody is not even to teach anybody because I don't want nobody to go to jail. But, um... If you so happen to do that. If you so happen to make this mistake and you take that vacation (laughs) and you go to the box, the first trick I'm going to teach you is, you know how people tell you when you get your first paycheck, the trick to being on top is saving that first paycheck and wait for the next one? Yeah. It's like your tray in the box. You got to take that first tray and save that shit. You're going to be hungry all day. But by the time that second tray come, you eat that tray you've been holding for a long time, put this one by the window so it can stay cold. You learn survival in jail. Like You got to keep your milk on the window so your shit can stay cold like it's in the refrigerator mm-hmm. and shit like that. Like, you got to wash your drawers with your hands. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get pillows, no no covers, no nothing. Hell no. You got to buy a pillow. You know what I'm saying? So, um, in a box, no, you don't got none of your stuff. So, I was making pillows. Like, I'm, they giving me extra, niggas that's leaving, I'm taking their extra blankets, I'm folding it up, laying on it. Like, in jail, you learn a lot about yourself because you have no choice but to make your time fly. You know what I'm saying? And you were thinking in your head, what am I going to do to make my time fly? Mm. So with everything that you've been through and you transitioning back into your music right now and you trying to get your life back and just being a dad as well as an artist as well, how, as everybody who want to see you flourish as an artist, can support you to help the transition even better? Like right now, um, one thing I notice about everybody around me, they love my like I, I don't I don't I don't do the yes man thing, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm very serious about this shit. So if this don't sound like how I normally come, tell me that. So and one thing I say to, I say about it is, like I said, I have different groups of people. Like for instance, I got my brother Maze, right? He been watching me do this shit my whole life. He been right here with me, so. He's one of the he's one of the people I take very serious when it comes to my music shit because he gonna let me know like and it's very it's very different it's very little times I disappointed him you know okay that's but, good but he let he'll let me know like that ain't it like bro that either that either the, either nah that ain't album material or nah bro do that again you know what I'm saying like I like that but yeah. I feel like you could have came different on there and then I got my sister who don't got nothing to do with rap one of my sisters who don't got nothing to do with rap. But she'll let me know, like, and the one thing that, that hurts, but you got, I got thick skin when it comes to this game, and she real raw. She gonna let you she know. She gonna let you know. She gonna let you know, like, mm, yeah, I don't like that. That ain't it. 
You know what I'm <laughs> not, yeah. even, not even, not <laughs> even. No holes, bars, mm-hmm. nothing. She not holding back shit. She gonna be like, oh yeah, I don't like that. You could do it better. You know what I'm saying? Fact. And as an artist, and you get sensitive about it. But you can't. But you realize they give a fuck. They realize Fact. I could do this better. So, um, but I feel like other people could, like, people outside of that could do to help support me is just like, you know, like, for one, besides criticizing me on my music and tell me what you could hear better, it's like, Shit, like, what we all want, you know, let somebody know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Share this right here, you know what I'm saying? Or show somebody this, tell them about me, and just and just, and just keep just keep digging my brain, because I, I like stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you dig in my brain, you show me you care about me, so, right. because you want to see where my head at. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's why um, right now, like, the first, my, like, the, that's not my first album, it's, it's, it's my first independent album, The Great Depression, on all platforms, but, um... That's my fourth project, but my first independent album, and and that album right there, if you see if you see the cover photo right, it's like a picture of me holding my daughter. I got my inmate shirt on, with all the shit I've been through behind me, and what that represents is, man, listen, like these represent who I am. This is what I've been through. You know what I'm saying? This is what I'm dealing with right now. On top of me holding my sleeping daughter, who don't know, like daddy trying your daddy trying his best to make sure your world is tip top while my world falling. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, make her not notice that anything going on behind yeah. you. And a lot of, and the, the, the fucked up part about it is like my daughter's seen a lot of the shit I've gone through. You know what I'm saying? My daughter done seen my face messed up. My daughter done seen me um she done seen my face messed up. She done seen me arrested a few times. Um she done talked she met me through a jail phone, even though she probably don't remember that. She met me through a glass, even though she don't remember it's that. It's part of the journey. Yeah. So um but one thing I look at it as is I might sound crazy to y'all, y'all can let me know, but I don't really hide too much from my daughter. You know what I'm saying? Because we are in a time now in life where girls get fascinated off the slightest shit. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? A nigga being a gangster, Facts. a nigga being shot. So she's seen the ugly side of it so, firsthand. And then, and then, then they fall in love with that ugly side. But all, also, the second thing I look at it on that is um, by the time, my, I'm going to be stupid rich by the time my daughter get older anyway. But Speak that shit into Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to be rich as hell by the time my daughter even get old enough to understand what that shit really is. Both of my daughters and my son. But I don't hide shit from them because if it did came to a point in life where I'm still not where I want to be, but they understand certain things, nigga, I ain't impressed by that. My daddy done did all that. What you telling me? And I see where he at now. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Facts. Like, you think this shit cute? Like, you think this shit cool? Like, that's and, where you want your life to go? Yeah, so... Mm-hmm. When you got kids, but you think about shit a little bit different. So that's why I really, as much as I didn't want to, I had to fall back from the studio. I had to fall back from putting music out. I had to fall back from taking pictures. Just all the shit I wanted to do, I had to fall back. Because um, I got people that really need me right now. And not, not, not like niggas outside of me, they're not going to understand that because it ain't your life. Mm-hmm. It's some niggas who still love the street shit. Like, they'll put the streets before they kids. I think after this episode, they're going to understand a little bit Yeah, more. like, it's really <laughs> got to. They got to because... Because you, the shit that you saying, like, I, I we all understand. Yeah. Like, I'm zoned, I was zoned in the whole fucking time. It's really like, it's really like, uh, you want to put me a little bit more? But, uh, For your own, my brother? What's your call? Um, don't get like I, like I said before. You a man, stand on your business. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. You don't gotta be a street nigga to stand on business. Uh-huh. You don't gotta be a street nigga to be real, and you don't gotta be a real nigga a, a, a real nigga. To, you know what? You know, <laughs> hold on. I get it. The liquor hit me. Yo, you don't have to be a street nigga to be real, and real niggas ain't always street. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I got some of the realest niggas who got a who, nine to five. 
nine to five, go home, yep. take, care wife and kids. Kids, take care of their wife and kids. And I know, nigga, if some shit happened to me in the streets, nigga, he going to pop off before Facts. you. He going to hold it down. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit, I got... Niggas got different principles and morals. I got clear I got clear friends that's like that. You know what I'm saying? If you get what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I mean I, me too. Yeah. yeah. I, me too. I got clear friends who will hear some shit happen to me. Like, bro, what do you want to do? Couldn't be. Yeah. That can't be him. He did that to you? No. We're going to get his he ass. He would never. Let's go. <laughs> like, nah. You, I go to jail. Like, bro, your bond's a million dollars. Even though I seen you do it right in front of my face, I put know you didn't do it. That's not who you are, yeah, man. They, I get it. They put up your crib. They put up their crib fast. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And je- and I ended up do that. Yo, you'll really see who care about you when you're in that situation because mm-hmm. I'm not always good with it myself sometimes. I got a little brother right now who's currently fighting for his life. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like I don't do enough. You know what I'm saying? And it's also really because I'm not in a position yet to really do what I want to do for him. Mm-hmm. But even I tell myself sometimes, like, damn, like, I miss his call, I feel like shit. You know what I'm saying? He'll call me and let me know, like, yo, bruh, I need something. I'll be like, damn, how could I forget that? You know what I'm saying? I've been through this. Yeah. You feel me? So stuff like that, bro. It's just like this street shit, man. That's, my, my moral for this, so we're going to get a little deeper with the time we got, but my moral for this whole interview is... I'm a nigga telling y'all right now I've been through this shit. You know what I'm saying? I done been shot. Look at me, I done, all that. Everything y'all could think of as a street nigga, I done been through all that. And it's really a fucking hype. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't gotta, you don't gotta be a street nigga or portray, or portray yourself as a street nigga to be, to be a real nigga or to stand on your business. You know what I'm saying? Because the thing about it is, man, it's a lot of street niggas that's bitches. I know a lot of bitch ass street niggas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Is that a contradiction? It, it is a contradiction. <laughs> it, it is. It's like, it's really a lot of like, look at, for instance, right now, we're in a generation right now where it's a scary time to be a street nigga because, come on, for instance, look at the kid Takashi 6ix9ine, right? The nigga portrayed himself as a street nigga, told on his whole gang in front of everybody. You know what I'm saying? And accepted himself as a rat. And people still like that shit. And one thing I learned is in the street world, society cares about us this much. You know what I'm saying? Street rules and shit like that, they care about us this much. They don't care about our rules. They in the real world, they don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Even the bitches. He got, oh, he got money. He told on who? He ain't telling on me. Shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, come on, bitch. Like, shit like that. So it's like, I don't know. Like, it's a lot that come with it. You know what I'm saying? This street shit is like, it's it's politics. It's fake. It's, it's an image. But it's also real. Fact. This street shit real, you know what I'm saying? The you fake, is, the fake is real yeah. as long as you keep faking it. Niggas, like that lie, that lie is gonna be your life eventually. Like nigga, you will die out here, bro. Like I deal with the, I deal with the grieving. I deal with it every day. My little brother is dead. You know, but what I'm imagine saying? that, right? Imagine living a lie for say, all right, say you're alive for 25 years, and you're living a lie for seven of that 25 years, and then you die living a lie. It's like, and what, that's that's. It ain't the way to go, nigga. Cause you, when you die, because you haven't been alive at all at twenty five. When you die, nigga, you got two names. You got two things that stick with you forever, man. Three things that stick with you forever: your word, your name, and your boss. You know what I'm saying? Them the only things you die with as a man, bro. And it's one of the, one of the things I'm starting to take more serious is moving a certain way because I can't keep letting my name get played with right now, right now like that. Whether it's true or not, because I got brothers who look up to me. I got kids, and one of my biggest fears is. My kid growing up, like, oh, my daddy a bitch-ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. nah. You know what I'm saying? And even, That's the street nigga. Yeah. So, and even though I shouldn't think about it like that, 
I was gonna say, is that is that a, is that a constant fight for you? It is a constant fight because the thing about it is, it's like it's certain things that was so hard. Like man, one my, my little brother, he a little bit more hot headed than me. You know what I'm saying? And my thing about it is, but he's starting to understand now. You feel me? And one thing he don't understand is, man, I can't react to everything, man. Like, Facts. because the thing about it is that reaction that had me somewhere I don't want to be for the rest of my life, which is dead or that dead. reaction has that reaction has consequences. And even if you do, even if, even if you go and react, do it right. You know what I'm saying? Like react with logic. Way. Do the wrong way right. You feel me? So, no, honestly, that's probably one of the best advice. If you are going to react and do it, do it right. Do it right. There's a right way to do it wrong. That's like me. Like, one of the biggest things about me, why a lot of people look up to me and uh, look at me as a as a figure because I publicly went through so much shit that niggas couldn't even fathom, couldn't even, wouldn't even want to have a nightmare about. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm still sitting here with y'all like this shit ain't happening. How do you me. do it? Like, what... What was your main source of grounding yourself? My big, my biggest thing on my head was for one, like, cause you got a lot of, you got a lot of. While I get into that, you got some niggas who don't understand that being street and also being a rapper ain't easy. You know what I'm saying? Behind my in my in my head, I knew what I wanted for as a child. I didn't get in this. I didn't get involved in the streets or entangle myself in the streets to portray some image. It was my environment. I, I happen to be who kid who loved the rap that got caught up in this shit. You know what I'm saying? So behind my mind, what kept me going every day is nigga. I'm gonna be a star. Mm. Like I'm a. I'm about to be big as hell one day. Your future kept you going. You, sh- mm-hmm. you, you, you shitted on me. <clears throat> when I get that Grammy Award, you gonna be mad. Oh, you left me, bitch. It's all right. Cause when I'm I get that million dollar bill, you'll be anyway. my inbox and all that. I'm gonna diss y'all in my songs anyway. I don't even know what's about y'all. And, and I tell, I tell them. <laughs> Every female I wrote a song about, I said it to them like, "Yo, you like this? It's about you." Yeah, they be like, "No." I remember, I remember my first, I remember my first song I wrote. A, <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember one of the first songs I wrote called "Dear X." I was coming at a female hard because of my first uh prison situation and um oh my phone locked on me gotta get them back on live i know they're like what happened oh this I mean, one they could always tune in when the episode come out too that, absolutely ig ended that was enough for y'all but um i wrote a song called dear x right and i think that was the most vivid heartbreak song i ever wrote and sometimes me as an artist i don't think too much when i write like mm-hmm. i just let it go you know what i'm saying and then when i listen back to this shit i'll be like oh that was fine. I was talking that shit on there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't know I could lay it down like okay, that. Okay, I, I got know. bars. Yeah, so um, shit like that. Like I remember when I wrote that song, man. I the girl mom liked the song. She was like, Wait. <laughs> she she heard the song and was like, okay, let me hear this again. Okay, bring that back. Bring yeah. that back. She done shared it on social media. Oh shit! All that. Like that's love. That's a good. I mean, that's a good ass song. Yeah. Yeah, timeless. So, yeah, that's what that means. So, um, I don't wrote songs like I said. I write shit about what I personally go through, because I know people can relate to this. It might not pick up as fast as the, the 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 trend right now, but at some point, this is gonna stick here forever. I got songs where niggas ain't really love that shit till six months later. They like, yo, that song you wrote, bro. That shit crazy. It made me cry. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like when you can make make when you can make motherfuckers cry through your music. You know you're doing something right. It's funny. We have a saying over here now, like, the most important thing is always making sure that people remember how you make them feel. So it's mm-hmm. important that first impression is all about how you made somebody feel. That's the one thing that I will never forget. That's why I write. That's why I rap about shit that I go through because I want people to... Me, my little brother told me, I didn't know whether to take it as a compliment or was it like, 
was he being funny? One day he said, he said, bro, you like a, but no, my brother, it was a big up to him. He said, bro, to me, you like a hood gangster J. Cole. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm witty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm real witty when I rap, but I talk that gangster shit. You know what I'm saying? But I also say shit that a lot of street niggas is not really going to tell you. Like, I am emotional. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My heart do break. Mm-hmm. I'm not invincible. You know what I'm saying? That's some J. Cole shit. I, I will die. I want to fold clothes for you. Yeah, shit like that. Yeah, like, bitch. If I see you tired, I want to make you feel better. Shit. Man, God that's, damn. That's it. Like, you might annoy me, but I still want to do right by you. A, lo- shit. a lot of shit, nigga, nigga, a lot of shit street niggas won't say, like, yeah, I get scared sometimes. I'm not going to show you that. You know what I'm saying? But I'm human just like Facts. you. When I'm about to fight, my hands sweat, my heart drop just like yours. You do you me? cry? Um, I've cried as far as like, yeah, I do cry, man. Have yeah, you? When's the last time you cried? I probably say earlier today, like I'm not, I'm not even gonna say like full blown cry. No, I'm like, like just tears just well, coming. I would say earlier today because it was like, damn, like I'm so frustrated with life that you people would think I'm happy because I'm free from the halfway now. You know what I'm saying? But you're still figuring shit out. But, but I got so much shit going on. It's like a stressful. Yo, what the fuck, man? Like your back is against the wall mm-hmm. all like, times. Like I'm watching niggas do shit that I feel like and that's one of my biggest problems I'm working on. I'm watching niggas do shit where I feel like, "Damn, that's supposed to be me." You know what I'm saying? Like, what am I doing wrong? You feel Honestly, me? you know what like, has been kept keeping me humble throughout this whole journey so far? I'm on my path. You know, like it's so simple, but it means so much. Mm-hmm. Like when I say I'm on my path, it means I'm at my pace. Everything is happening to me that's meant to happen mm-hmm. at the time. No matter if somebody my age or younger me is having the success that I think that I want. To be honest with you, my nigga, I've always came to the realization that if I ever got the success that I wanted now, seven years ago, ten years ago, I would have ruined it. I would have fumbled. That's like I wouldn't know how to do with it. So that realization made me came to the thought like, nigga... You weren't even ready for the shit that you thought you wanted. Facts. I remember when I was 19 and my first real big hit single, like, I was building, like, I was putting out crazy songs. But I remember when I put out out my first hit single, Jealousy, right? That was the most humbling, most surprising shit ever because at at the time, like, I'm still hustling. But at, at the moment when I uploaded the video, I'm at work. I work at Subway at the time. You know? <laughs> nigga, nigga, we just so, had our first viral video and it's like, nigga, yeah, we have a half a million people watch that shit, but... I'm still clocking in at work. And you know what's the crazy part about that is? I just thought about that when you said that. We weren't even initially there for that. What you mean? Like, we were there to do something for somebody else. And, you know, it was Oh, yeah, the episode that we did, it was all on the moment. It was just, we didn't plan it. It wasn't on our schedule. The nigga we went there to interview, he was like, yeah, I got another artist I want you to interview. So like, he did it. a video, we interviewed the artist. Yeah, so and that's it. And, and like, we got out of it. Yeah. And our first viral video, like, this is why I tell people it's important for y'all to connect with people who we fuck with. Because who we fuck with, recommend you, makes a huge difference on how fast you get on weed and whiskey. Yeah. Especially if he never heard about you. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to expedite this process. Because... I don't like doing the research on people. I still do it. There's some people who work so hard that their name just stands out. And you know about them. Mm-hmm. But there's some people, like, no matter how hard you work, there's still a few people who have never heard about you like me. So if I'm in that situation and you want me to hear of you, 
the best way to do it in my situation is to talk to somebody I, I know. And I'm going to tell you this. As he says he ain't going to do the research, I'm going to do less research. <laughs> so please get somebody to tell us to do it because... Listen, that's, bro. That's like me. That's like that 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 y'all bring up that subject. Like me, like I don't give myself. I don't know if y'all know a guy, um, graphic designer named Lurch. That's you know my boy. Yeah, yeah, my bro. Yeah, my bro. Right he, 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 oh, come on, man. Yeah, that's the bro. He's been on that's his podcast. Bro. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Family. He, he made, He yeah. Listen, that that best my guy. You know what I'm saying? He helped me out with a lot. And one thing he told me, man. He said, "Yo, Zig, man, I'm somebody yo." To me, and even my brother said. One day, my brother told me, he said, yo, I'm tired of you looking at yourself as a regular nigga, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got too I remember much somebody said that to us for the first time. Yeah. So, to me, I look at myself as I'm not where I want to be yet. So, to me, I'm just a regular nigga that know how to now do you it better than most you're niggas. exactly where you need to be. Yeah. Now, on some real shit, my nigga, like, that's the thought that made me realize I'm him. Yeah. When I realized, no matter what my shortcomings are or what my circumstances Personality-wise, the man that I've became and what's waiting for me, I'm exactly where I need to be. Yeah. On some real shit. Yeah, real shit. And that's to me, too. It's like, to me, like, a lot of niggas not going to admit it, but I'm going to say it out my own mouth. And usually you let the people say it, and people have said it enough. Like, I'm one of the, I'm one of the pioneers with this shit when it comes to the young niggas in the music man, scene. Listen, because- man. This is weed and whiskey. My fault to cut you off. This is weed and whiskey. No humbleness, man. Yeah. Talk, Talk your, your shit. shit like, nigga, your shit, I'm, I'm one of the, if you want to be real, like, nigga, I'm, I'm the only young nigga from my hood and from my generation that really made niggas like, oh, no, we got to pull our pants up when it comes to this shit. Because like I said, when I dropped Jealousy, to me, nigga, it was a regular thing. I paid, but not knowing that the formula that I used and the way that I went about it is it. what made me it because yeah. I made a hit song. I, I spit like eight bars of it on Facebook. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in a studio recording a song. I drop a preview of a song. Drop the song. Drop a preview of the video. Video the did 15K video. by itself. The preview did 15K by itself. I'm at work at Subway at the time. My video man hit me and said, yo, I got your video. It was done. He sent it to me. I uploaded this shit. Not nothing. I'm thinking my shit going to do like a yeah. couple thousand views. Man, by the end of my shift, I clock in my shift. No lie. On my brother grave. I look at my jealousy video. By the end of the night, that shit at like, in a few hours, that shit is at like 6K. And to me at the time, being 19, huge. that was crazy. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? Seven years ago, that was huge. Yeah, you know, until the algorithm got fucked yeah. up. But um, now, like, yeah, exact perfect timing because that was around that time. Like, yes, five, six, seven years ago, nigga, it was crazy for somebody to hit 6,000 views in yes. one night. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's viral like, for that time. And that wasn't even me promoting it. I'm at work. I ain't got no time to promote it. You know what I'm saying? I just put it out there. No, you was already promoting it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you right. You was yeah, already yeah, yeah. promoting it. So it was that promotion. It was off the strength of what you was already doing. So that hard work already capitalized the minute that you actually dropped the real thing, the full song. And then it's harder now because it's like you got to do some crazy wild shit to promote your shit. Or just be extraordinarily good. Yeah. Like that ass, you that, can't just be great. You have to be extraordinarily mm-hmm. great. That, that part I'm very good at, and even it's still hard with that. You gonna be great? You, you could be. <laughs> you, uh-huh. you gonna be great? <laughs> yeah, I'm good at that. Like one thing, one thing I could say is, man, listen. I feel like honestly, nobody. There's a few niggas that can make me catch my breath, my second wind a little bit, mm-hmm. like. But I honestly feel like, bro, there's nobody that can fuck with me with this music shit because I study it to the science. Nobody love it like I do. And I don't even mean fuck with it like who makes better music. To For one, fuck who rap better. Fuck who all that. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of niggas can rap and they ain't get nowhere. But it's about the work you put in. 
you feel me? It's about the work you put in. Like me, niggas don't see behind it. My sister told me one day, you don't give enough. Uh, it's multiple people who told me I don't give myself enough credit because, and they have to do with the same thing because nigga, I, everything you hear from me, recorded from me is me, bro. I sit behind my microphone like this on my computer and record myself. So I'm the one recording myself, stopping, recording myself, stopping. I done recorded this verse a hundred fucking times by myself. You know what I'm saying? I don't have always have the luxury of somebody being outside. Oh, you're that talking room. to people. You speaking, speaking to the yeah, choir. Yeah, I'm about to say this is all. You're speaking us. to the choir. Everything that you ever seen yeah. weed and whiskey related, maybe probably one percent, maybe less than that, has been us. Like everything, down to the editing, the posting, the being, the being the footwork. Everything has been. The networking, the connections, talking to people, being in the rooms, driving to different states has been us. The only one thing, the only things that probably ain't me is mastering the album when it's done. That's what I'm saying. And that one percent. That's it. That one percent. Yeah. I'm writing verses. I'm I'm putting them together. I'm A and R in my own album. I'm promoting Facts. my shit. You yeah. are your team. Yeah. Like not a lot of people have it in them to be their team, and like I get it, my nigga. Like I've been hearing everybody, even you. I've been hearing everybody preach the importance of having a team, but I also been learning the importance of just wanting it. Yeah, you know, nobody's There's gonna some want it like us. Where you want it bad, where you never see yourself come short. Yeah, like because you just want it that bad, and you know you're not gonna get it unless you work for it. Like you, you wanna know how I got through a lot of my time in jail, bro? I remember I made a whole album in that jail. I, I made a whole one time I made a, I created like I probably created like 10, 15 songs, but like I chose twelve. To me, to, to me, twelve is like a good album. That, that, that's like a that's like that's that's like the the general number for albums for me. Ten to twelve songs. It's bro, a good album number. I, I would literally sit there, imagine that's and I had to write like that in jail. I had to imagine the beats in my head. I would literally sit there and rap my whole album to myself mm. just to get through the night. You know what I'm saying? And that's it helped because I came home remembering those things. But I'm talking like when I got tired of hearing this radio shit or this other Turn shit. Turn that shit off. I'm out it there. became the radio. I'm, I'm, I'm my radio now. I'm rapping my shit. You feel me? I'm orchestrating my shit. I'm performing in myself in the mirror. You know what I'm saying? Like shit. I love it that bad. Like I'm, I'm one of them niggas, man. Listen, you're walking on me. People say you are who you are when people are not looking at you. Facts. I don't want to see what I'm doing when I'm looking at me. I'm probably. I want to love me when nobody's looking. I'm probably rapping at the mirror. I'm probably rapping at the wall. I'm I'm practicing my performances. I'm doing shit like that. Music. All I'm, right. So, no, that's real. I right, so I'm gonna ask this closing question, unless Carl has another closing question. But I'm gonna ask no, mine. Go um, where do you see yourself as an artist in the next five years? In the next five years from now. I'm gonna give you a real great description. I see myself as, cause to me, as far as where I'm from, I'm already one of the Mount Rushmores. Where I'm from, you know what I'm saying? You can't mention Hartford rap or the rap in my hood without Ziggy, because I made niggas keep going. I, I started this shit. What a lot of niggas would tell me, I started that praised me in private. But um, I see myself five years from now that I have enough knowledge and I know my firepower. I see myself really. Like uprising in the game crazy and becoming one of the most influential artists because like I said I have a style to where I have an unorthodox style you can't really place me in one place you know what I'm saying like I have that style where it's like damn 
I'm a street nigga, but I can talk about whatever I want. I could express myself. So I, I see myself being bigger than Drake in the game, bigger than Jay-Z in the game, you know what I'm saying? Or at least next to them. You know what I'm saying? I see myself as that. And I don't even see myself as that. I know it's that because I feel like that now. I feel like once that right person hear me, they're going to be like, where the fuck this nigga been at? You Fact. know what I'm saying? And then so, now the world's going to be like, damn, we've been missing a jam. I feel like I see myself as a as a big as a big influencer when it comes to this music shit. And I don't even, it's not even also about the rap. I like to teach. You know what I'm saying? I, I promote all my niggas to get your own setup. Yeah, y'all don't want to depend on nobody, get your own setup. Shit Be like in control that. of your own artist so and I, your own art. So to answer your question as in one whole answer, like I see myself being five years from now somewhere performing, somewhere performing with 100,000 people in the crowd, you know what I'm saying? And mm, filling arenas, filling up arenas, and it's like one thing I, I know I'm gonna cry when I get that first BET award. Y'all gonna see me cry on live BET TV because to me, I sometimes I feel like it's an illusion. Nigga, I'm gonna cry when we get our first YouTube check. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact. I'm being honest. I'm bro, a, bro, the fuck, I'm gonna cry <laughs> because you done sat back and seen niggas do this for so long, and you're watching niggas who probably been doing this less than you just. Spur up, yeah. So when you finally get that moment, I'm gonna cry like a bitch. I'm gonna cry. When I'm I gonna get, probably go live and cry. When I first get that award in my hand, I'm gonna cry like, yo, I can't even believe I'm in front of y'all. Right I mean, now. I can believe it, but I can't believe it. Yeah. At the same time, it's like I seen this shit, and now my visions are reality. Like that's one of the best feelings to have everything that you imagined in here in your head, and just literally have it in front of you. One question I got for you before we get to bro, you ever had something? You ever had a re you ever had a dream in your head so crazy and you loved it so much, you were scared to act upon it because you were scared to fuck it up. Yeah. It, it was so satisfying as a dream. That's like, why it took me so long to start this shit. Honestly. Well, I just told this yesterday. I told myself the same story my whole life. And it's coming to reality. And like you said, it's it's happening at my own pace. Like it's not happening. It's not happening how I thought it would happen, but it's happening. In a way, and I see it. You know, it's funny, right? So, I, I've i been learning to... I've been trying to have conversations with people older than me, with more experience of life, more experience of owning a business, more experience of finding success in this thing that they do. So, I was talking to um, Gabe, the guy who runs... Um, <coughs> bless. The guy who runs the um, the grab-and-go, Russell Grab-and-go over there yep. with Brayton Knives. So, I was talking to him. And we had a topic that we were talking about. And I said to him, I was like, yeah, Gabe, I'm, you know, I'm I'm trying to get the word try out my vocabulary a little bit more. And he was like, then just do it. You know? And in, in my head, I was fighting him. Like, no, I'm going to do this and do this. And, and to keep it a buck, after we left, after I left, and I thought about it, and I actually started implementing and executing and just... Ex like literally obliterating the word out my vocabulary like i don't have the word try in my sentences no more the minute i see that i do i retract that statement that statement and i, I reiterate it without the word try because mm -hmm. ever since i stopped doing that i've been seeing so much success with myself mm -hmm. because i only use the word try in fear of my own success absolutely because i'm scared of what i i can become that's the only reason I use the word try. And I didn't realize that until I had that conversation with him. Because he asked me, he's like, oh, Shane, what are you most scared of? And my response was to him, was myself. It wasn't nothing else. It was myself. And he got from that was, 
So basically, you're scared of the success. Mm-hmm. Damn. So how can I want this shit and I'm trying? If you tried, you failed. You got to do it. Got to do it. That's, like That's the ultimate thing that I got. You got to do it. Stop saying you're going to try this. Stop saying you want to, hopefully, if I... Be, like, we don't use the word if around here no more either. We don't use the word if. No, we do shit. When you. That's, that's it's when. When you, yeah. when you do this. Yes, when yeah. this become a reality, it's no more ifs. Like, we're too deep into this shit. Three years officially, dog. Mm-hmm. The gas we spent, the tolls we spent, the money we spent on liquor. And time. All of that. The sacrifices we've made just to keep the podcast going. We can't quit, dog. It's a disservice to us and everything we did to get to this point. If we ever quit and be like, yo, we can't do this podcast no more, that's a complete fuck you to ourselves. Yeah. And not not just our fans and our core listeners. It's to us first. Because it's like, nigga, I did all of that just to quit. Yeah, I had so many other reasons, so many other reasons to quit. But this is the reason y'all quit? At this point, there's no reason to quit. Anything that's going to make me quit is death. That's the only thing. It's and death. I can't see anything making me stop, dog. I want so much more for me, so much more for my brother, so much more for my family and for his family that if I quit, I don't know what else I would do. I'm going to keep working at 9 to 5 and not be happy. I know I'm not happy. We bigger than that, bro. Fuck that shit. I've been bigger than that. We bigger I've than quit that. 9 to 5s just to focus on money, just to focus on shit that was bringing no money. I love this shit so much, bro. <clears throat> I was doing that at three years old before you. I knew that you can get rich and famous off it. I just Because you loved it. It became part of my personality. If I wasn't a rapper, I wouldn't be fuck Ziggy, man. I wouldn't be Dajay. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be me if I didn't rap. Facts. It's your personality. It's who you are as a it's person. Who you are. If they it's ask, your purpose. If they ask me, you either give up your life or give up rap. That is your life. Take me now. That is your life. On some real shit. Facts. It's real for you. Man, for real shit, dog. I'm glad. Honest, I'm, I'm glad I heard your story. Mm-hmm. I'm glad everybody who's listening got to hear your story. Because... I know we wanted to focus on rap and all of that, but I feel like your story was way more important on some real shit. Now, I personally feel like you got something off your chest. Hell yeah. Now you can focus on rap. Yeah, absolutely. Now rapping is the priority. I couldn't really, I haven't really had like, you know, you don't want to just go out and tell people your business. Yeah. I never really had people ask me like, as far as this shit like Mm -hmm. this, like, okay, you doing that, but why? You know what I'm saying? What made yeah. you what made you like this? What made you what were you thinking? What mm-hmm. made you get like that? And people to understand, like, behind it is why I am who I am, why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. F- for those who didn't know I, I was going for so long, I was dealing with legal issues. So but I You're doing I, it for your stability, you're doing it for your family, you're doing it for your mental health and your mental um sanity. I should, I That's think, why you're doing it. I think y'all just for having me letting me come through because I've been I've been sitting here watching y'all videos like I'm I'll be I'll be there in a few weeks. I'll be, I'm next. <laughs> <laughs> nah, like I said, like, we have people on our radar, and you was on our radar, dog. Like, everybody, like, anybody who's tapped into CT music from ever, like, we know Ziggy the Great. Like, we, like, the freestyles yeah, you've been yeah. dropping over the years alone, 
has just been enough for your name to be out there, dog. So like, I know you you drop bars. I know you you have articulation in 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 how you go about your music. So you're not a dumb nigga. And like I said, this story and this episode was needed. This is in one of my top fives for episodes. Even if it's tied for another one, but this isn't one of my top five for episodes. On some real shit. I can agree with that statement. On some real shit. Wholeheartedly, I can agree. Wholeheartedly, this is one of our top five. This is probably one of our best episodes. Fuck just being my favorite. This is probably one of our best episodes. Because you're not gonna gonna get too many niggas in my lifestyle. It's gonna just be open. Yeah. Be real about who they are as a person. Yeah, you're not gonna get too many people that's gonna really open that door and get vulnerable for you. That's why we do this shit. I'm fucking human, nigga. I'm vulnerable like anybody else. I just can't always show y'all that because y'all gonna get me. Facts. You know and now I gotta shoot you. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta come out of character. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. What he said. He ain't lying. Y'all gonna get me. Listen, That's not I do have one question before we get out of here. Let's get it. You got one song you need everybody to listen to. What is it? If I had one song I need everybody no, to listen to. No, because you have songs out there, which is one of the songs that you would gravitate yeah. people to listen to first when they search your name. Oh, yeah. My first song is really, I would sit here and say, I would say I have a song at the end of my album when y'all hear it. It's called Daddy's Girl. You know what I'm saying? And I say that oh, because- Oh, that's J. Cole related right there. That's yeah. one of my favorite songs from J. Cole. Yeah. <laughs> I, got a, I got a song called Daddy's Girl where it actually came by. My daughter is so used to me watching me in the studio and sitting there all night. I done fucked up her sleep screaming at the microphone while she behind me. You know what I'm saying? And But my, she, got, she done got used to it now, but- actually have my daughter talking like she has her voices on the song yeah. and it's really because and it's really some of the lyrics I said in the song I said they say girls always need their daddy yeah that's true and all but every day I see another reason that I need you more you the reason I come in the house when I'm out doing wrong and you the reason I put emotion inside of every song mm. you, you feel mm. me because now mm. it ain't just me I'm living for right now and as corny as cliche it may sound you have kids you gonna understand this shit it ain't just about me no more. Like, so nah, I get you a hundred percent, bro. On my on my face, I have a saying now. I rather I got. I always wonder why God kept me here, and I got three reasons. So it's either gonna be you or me, and I know who it's not gonna be. Mm. Mm. Listen, Damn. man. Let everybody know where they can find you. Listen, man. Follow me. My name's Ziggy the Great. Y'all can follow me on all platforms at Ziggy the Great. That's Z I G G Y the Great. Not the the G A. And on Instagram, Twitter, you can find me at Ziggy Greatness. Z I double G Y G R eight. Make sure you put the eight. N E S S. Shout out for shout out the Weed and Whiskey Podcast for having me. Shout out to everybody that's tapped in. Eight way greatness. There we go. Yeah. And you already know, guys, what he said. And also, what I'm about to say, follow us on uh, Instagram, Weed and Whiskey Podcast. Mm-hmm. Please make sure you subscribe to our YouTube. Tell your granny. Please do. Please, because we're trying to be monetized so that every video we put out start getting us paid. Get so 